Hold on to your butt. I'm, of course, surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Whoa, is us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to be. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Jerry Clark. Oh, welcome to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. Not welcome back. It's not like I've been doing the marathon radio shifts. This is hour seven. Hour seven, but we've changed up the cast here. Well, Peyton's still here. I'm still here. We put Alex in the corner. Hi, Alex. <laughs> Hi, how are you? We put baby in the corner. Oh! Somebody asked me if I knew what locomotive breath was, and I'm like, and the shuffling just the title, it didn't hit me. Then I but if they said Fleet Rock, you would know. Yeah. All-time loser. Wait, you, you've got this look on your face like you don't like this. What is wrong with you? I mean, I like Jethro Tull. I just, if I had my choice, I wouldn't listen to so you will geek out for Toto and Antique Roadshow, but not like rock. Because when he starts tooling around on that flute, he loses me. What? I'm shutting it off. <laughs> Wait, but look, it's off. We no, we had no flute, and that was kick-ass. I mean, I think that's the thing about Jethro Toll with me is that I like it until it gets... Because when that flute comes in, I automatically think of a minstrel just dancing around. <laughs> <laughs> just all super excited. Oh, oh, oh I forgot. I forgot. Returning. I'm so I'm so happy I met this guy. Hello, boyfriend. How are you? Hello. Your boyfriend. Yes. How about that? How about that? Have y'all ever met? Uh, yeah, I think I met him with you once. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. That was when you had the braided beard. Bra- yeah, braided beard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. My beard's not normally braided. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, I'm I'm glad you were free tonight, able to stop in. What are your thoughts on the on the tall? Uh, Aqualung, what's what's there to say? Yeah. It's incredible. Exactly. I love flute rock. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's better than uh than fiddle rock. Like the what? Yeah, yeah it's better than like. Well, you have yeah. more range and emotion on a fiddle than you do on a flute, and nobody thinks of little jolly minstrels dancing around while Robin Hood steals from the rich to give to the poor. Wait, a jolly little minstrel can't. <laughs> And little tot. No, no. Look, I'm dancing. It's like I'm playing the violin. No, there's more. There's more range. On, no, Mm-mm. no. <laughs> Fine. Let's Definitely stop this go on. down to Georgia with a dang old flute. Okay. He could have. Yeah, that gone real. He could have even done it. Dare I say, with a piccolo. You know what? Mm. <laughs> what say ye, Peyton? What say ye? <laughs> I don't Let's know where that he came from, but because you're thinking of the minstrel dancing around with the with the fiddle, yes. Oh no, with the flute. Oh, I made you don't. agree with me. <laughs> no, I do that to my three-year-old nephews. Like, no, Emmy. Yes, Asher. No, Emmy. Yes, Asher. Yes, Asher. No, yes, Emmy. He gets confused. So, what do you say, Peyton? Flute or fiddle? 
I mean, <laughs> our friendship hangs on this very moment, Peyton. Little. And it'll be archived. It was, was kind of hard to say little mm. for a second. Uh, not going to lie. But yeah, little all the way. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm also from Georgia, so. So you seem like a buzz with energy south sounds, right? <laughs> Dumpster fire. <laughs> um, this isn't free word association. Uh, it Man, it's... I don't know why I'm even surprised by it, but it's... And it's not... It's When you when you get down to it, it's nothing earth-shattering. It's not going to stop the festival or anything like that. It's just, right. you know, some communication breakdowns. Um could have played that by Zeppelin. That would have been fine. Uh, now, boyfriend, have you ever heard of this festival, South Sounds? No, not until recently. Not until recently. Yeah. I've I've only until re- Emily's the one who taught me, and uh, mm-hmm. like it sounds like it's amazing venue. Like we could check out some new bands or that's, something. That's what it sounds like. I mean, like it's like seventy bands and right, like yeah, eight venues or something like that's that. Insane. I mean, it's insane. And uh, all like regional, you know, good yeah. southern music. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just sounds amazing. Now you said your your girlfriend works in a particular type of business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're getting you're getting used to it. It's not music promotion though, right? It's it sounded like it was like in comedy or something, something where she speaks publicly. Yeah. I don't want to pry too much. <clears throat> he doesn't want to push too much. Yeah. What does she do? I I know she she talks on the radio. Really? Oh. Yeah. Wow. It's yeah. Oh man. <laughs> I wonder who it is. And I'm I'm pretty dense. What say you with the between the fiddle and the flute? All flute all the way. Flute all the way? Who Thank are you? you? Yeah. You know, this reminds he's me He's boyfriend, he's amazing. He's a soothing balm to like some of the craziness that goes on in this studio. In fact, like all afternoon. Peyton, oh, you've been great. Alex, you've been nothing but lovely. Having 84 in here. Why is she lovely and I'm just great? You have a microphone and I put her in the corner. Well, I didn't put her in the corner. She I gracefully corner. sat over there. Uh, but no. And mostly because it's fun to give you a hard time. But my point is, 84 was in here all afternoon. He's a trip. He's, He's a, a handful. I love Andy. I love yeah. yeah, I love the guy. But it's a, it's a lot of energy. And I'm trying to talk about wrestling, but it's like music. It's a childhood thing. So what you grew up with, that's what you know. And so they're mentioning people I don't even know. Anyway, you can tell. I'm a little wired. And then boyfriend comes in, and I feel calm. Mm-hmm. He has that effect on people. Yeah. I can tell. I've noticed. You've noticed in like the few times in the past. You've met him? In the past show, he I was very calm, especially after being yeah. told some great news from right. Seth. You know? right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. But apparently, Didn't see that you're a home wrecker. Uh, yeah. Wow. Apparently. That's yeah. amazing. If it makes you feel any better, I, I didn't really act up when I was a teenager, mm-hmm. but just because, you know, I started dyeing my hair, coloring, I'm sorry, coloring my hair in eighth grade and listened to punk rock and mm-hmm. stuff, my friends who were way more misbehaved than, than I was, when their their parents would be reluctant to let them hang out with me because I was the bad influence because I had, you know, purple hair and listened to The Clash, but they're the ones sneaking beer out of the beer fridge. Like... <laughs> It wasn't me, but that's cool. I mean, I was the one driving around. They always crap they, on the yeah. artists. Don't they? Yeah. The creative ones? The creative types. Because they can't understand well, this, Joey. Mm. my best friend, her, she tells me her mom told tells her boyfriends that I'm the bad influence. And I'm sitting there thinking, dude, no, we snuck out of your house. 
Like I was always insistent on having a plan. I was always insistent on having a plan. And one person would know where we were in case there was an emergency yeah. with something. Mm-hmm. And that's, okay, so my big sister Elizabeth, she's three years older than me. Right. I would tell Elizabeth, okay, uh, Chassie and Rachel and I are ditching school. We're going to go over to Florence and hang out with some guys we met at theater competition. We're going to play disc golf. Disc golf? <laughs> it was before disc golf got was huge. It? Yeah. But it was just, you, you know. You weren't actually playing disco. I, well, we got there. We drove from Coleman to How Florence. How does that work? You get a Frisbee and a basket? Yeah. It's super easy, mm-hmm. in my opinion. But It, um, it really is. The point of the story is, is yeah. that we drive like an hour and a half to Florence from Coleman. And uh, we're skipping school for it. And then our friend Lindsay, who was not invited. Lindsay. He was mad she wasn't invited. Snitched on us. Oh, no. So we get a call from Chassie's mom. Chassie lets it go to voicemail. And this is when the Nokia 3310 was the hot phone, <laughs> right? You could throw into a fireplace and it wouldn't die. Nothing would happen to it. And so Chassie lets it go to voicemail. And she checks her voicemail from her mom. And her mom uses her full name. And oh. I was like, I know you're not at school. And I was like, here we go. We're going back. We're going back. And uh, so we truck it back and we... we we figure it out on the way back that it's Lindsay that ratted us out, and we just send her a text because we're all theater kids. And so we send Lindsay a text that just says, Et tu, Brute? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice reference to Shakespeare. But Elizabeth knew where we were. Yeah. Because if something were to happen, right. that would be the person that would get in touch with us. It's always the jealous one, though. Well, yeah. I've been left out. Lindsay's just way too much. She's way too much sometimes. Even as an adult, like, years later, Lindsay is still a little too much. Like, went crazy at birthday karaoke in Birmingham. It was a, it was a whole situation. Now, boyfriend, have you ever, you know, snuck out of school, played hooky? I tried. You tried? I, yeah, well, see, I've always been a car guy. Yeah. My first car was a 1960 Oldsmobile Super 88. Yeah. It was the only one in little bitty old Millbrook. Mm. Yeah. So it was so easily spotted. if my spotted. car was missing from yeah. the school parking lot, then you knew I wasn't at school. Now, what's your dream car? Lately, I've been dreaming about the one. <clears throat> I have that BMW Z3 out mm-hmm. there, and it's uh, it's freaking me out because the sensors are bad. Maintenance lights are coming on. And, That's but what BMW Z, you call my dad. He'll walk you through it, and he right. has every manual ever. Right, and I need some wires. I can make it work. But it freaked me out. Traction control, ABS, then I recranked <laughs> the car, and those lights went away. Oh, thank God. Um, anyway, but the the classic BMW that car is kind of a throwback to, or at least referencing or derivative of, is the BMW 507. And it's like just this amazing, cool, classic, like one of the first sports convertibles. Mm-hmm. I love that car. If you could have any car you wanted, new, classic, what would it be? I, I would really want, I want that 60 Olds back. Really? Yeah, Aww. because it, it was my first car. I was 16. And uh, last day of school, we're leaving school, and we go to Prattville. And I rear in the back of a Coca-Cola Grand Prix. Oh. And the car net was, its state was naturally low. And my bumper was low, and the back end of the Grand Prix is high. Hmm. So I ran the bumper underneath the Grand Prix. Ruined the whole front end, and it sat in the backyard for eight months until my dad was like, "We can't find parts for it, so we got to sell it." That's so sad. Yeah, it's heartbreaking. Well, my first car, I don't want it back. It was a '94 Honda Accord EX of the station wagon. Whoa! Time out, brother. 
What is it, brother, brother? <laughs> oh, yeah, Emily Hayes has a comment, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Believe it or not, I have something to say. Um, my first car was a 1991 Honda Accord station wagon EX. Okay. And it was white, it was blue pinstripe, and somebody had spilt wood glue in the front passenger seat, so there was wood glue that was not coming off of the upholstery. <laughs> From it looked like it. Yeah, it looked great. <laughs> and then um, um, the uh, driver's side door, the handle to open the door was missing, so you had to hook your finger back through and pull that lever. <laughs> It's just little hook thing that was like that, and you would just hook your finger to it. And, of course, the driver's side window didn't roll down, so you'd have to open mm-hmm. it up every time you went through a drive through But it had a sunroof. And so when, did mine, yeah. When I moved after high school, after I graduated, because graduate high school, you leave. You move. You're not in the house anymore. Get a job. Okay, bye. But I had a job already. So um, I've had a job since I was 15. But anyway, I got everything that I owned into the Honda, into the wagon. I mean single like twin size bed yeah and box spring that was what all was the clothes cool about i those. owned yeah. my radio wow. all my cds and stuff i mean seats were laid down and the front yeah. seat was pushed up as far as it could go and all that stuff and i trucked it to south carolina wow i loved that honda actually they were those Hondas, especially those years were very reliable cars what what about you what say ye peyton what was your first car 2008 dodge avenger what the crap <laughs> really <laughs> yeah Kids these days. What about you, Alex? Yeah. Uh, What's your car? Um, right now it's a Jeep Cherokee 2015. Oh. <laughs> but my first car was my dad's. What is it? 2000. The truck. Oh, oh. She had a. Right now she's driving around a 1996 uh, Dodge Ram. Oh, that's kind of cool. Though. Yeah. It's Wait, it's no, literally. It's yeah. Oh. He hit a deer. So the bumper's gone. <laughs> but that truck has been around forever. That was the first truck I learned how to drive in. Alex has learned how to drive in. And now baby Josie has learned I how to drive I would like in. to get... Um, I learned how to drive a stick in my dad's 89 Jeep Wrangler. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. It was red, gray interior. Um, it was just not... Like, dad always... Dad always had the knock around truck, is what he called it. That's my knock, that's knock around car, knock around truck. Yeah. And, my, and he tried to, when he taught me how to drive a stick, I was 14, and he was teaching my stepmom as well because she would be upset if, if he had gone off with someone and the Jeep was blocking the garage and she couldn't get her Ford Probe out. Mm. If anybody remembers a Ford Probe. Mm-hmm. So, um, so dad's like, I'm going to teach y'all how to drive it. So if I'm not there, you can just back it up and get it out of the way. I, no problem. It makes sense to me. I mean, I stall out the first couple of times as I yeah. get the, the gas and clutch ratio down. But then I'm just cruising along County Road 1 in Fairhope. Beautiful day. Top off. Fantastic. Life is great. Pops is really proud of me. Sarah gets in the driver's seat. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling y'all, we bucked in that thing. Just boom. Oh. You know? And it's a, it's a Jeep Wrangler. It's an 89 Jeep Wrangler. It's not the most comfortable car, especially in the back seat, because the back seat's like a little jump seat. But they're fun. And man, she kept stalling out, and it was hard. And we would rock back and forth. And finally, my dad was like, Lou, back in the front seat. We're driving home. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that was awesome. And he eventually got rid of it. And I still tell Sarah, I give Sarah crap to this day, because I'm like, you made daddy get rid of the Jeep, and I got nothing for you. See, <laughs> I love first car stories, but the first time I ever had a wreck... I crap you not. Was I'm? It's like five years of driving. Mm-hmm. Like I'd never. I had like one ticket running a, a red light, and I it, it was close. 
I'm like, I got across the line when it was still yellow, officer. But anyway, I'm in Auburn. Uh-huh. First day of driving as a delivery driver for the hut. Oh. And my first order is in the apartment complex I live in. So I'm like, I know where this is. Yeah. <laughs> I zoom over there. It's raining a little bit. And I leave, and I zoom back, and all of a sudden, it was a green light, so I'm going, but somebody wanted to turn left across two lanes of traffic into a gas station. Oh, yeah. So there was a quick stop. I slam on the brakes, but it's raining. Oh. So my first wreck is my first delivery as a delivery driver, and it was some five blonde five muse uh, Toyota Forerunner with a big steel back bumper oh, destroys yeah. the front end of my car. Were you She's, Honda? Yeah, oh, and she me. was her car's fine, thank God. Uh, but I I have to call the hut. I'm like, yeah, this happened. <laughs> Embarrassing. Yeah. Very embarrassing. And the Honda was never the same after that. No. It got a bra after that. Did it? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. And we fixed she it up, up and she grew up. And I, uh, I tell you right now. I got the Elantra, Hyundai Elantra after that. Yeah. Then got the Honda back. Then drove around the Rendezvous. <gasps> the Rendezvous. These are my first three cars. The Station Wagon, Elantra, Rendezvous. I have finally moved up to a car. I've always run it wanted a roadster. I was happy when you got that because there would, would be days that I pulled into the radio station on my lunch break and I would go to the production room where Jerry was and I'd be like, dude, your back right tire is uh, pretty much flat. <laughs> you need to get some air in that. And it would just like rotate every couple of days which tire was going flat. Do you have a car that you would rebuy? That you had no. something happened and you would rebuy it because no. you loved. It. Are you serious? I mean, I like the car I have now. Well, you've even... only had you've only had three cars. I'm much older than you, so. I mean, I do, but I've had the same car twice, and then I have my Outlander out there. I would want my Dodge Avenger back. I tell you right now, if a 1997 red Monte Carlo is it Z34, is that mm-hmm. what it is? If that pulled up with black leather interior, mm-hmm. the V6. I would I would go and sell my internal organs to rebuy that car. Yeah, you can sell I a loved kidney. it. I loved it so much. And it was taken from me too soon mm. in a thunderstorm where only one tree fell. I'm so Aww. sorry. And it fell on top it's gonna be okay. of Monty. It's going to be all right. I named it Monty. No, let it out. You named it Monty. You, named it. you have names for I do. Cars. I name my cars right. because, because I travel so much. Mm-hmm. I spend so, so much time in the car. And I always have my entire life. Right. But, you know, Monty was great. That beautiful red. And it was the first car I bought on my own. Well, my dad loaned me $500 to put towards my down payment, and I never, ever heard the end of it. (laughs) Still to this day, he says, I told you not to move back to South Carolina, that something bad would happen, and you lost the Monte Carlo. So what exactly happened to Monty? Let's go step by step through this. I was moving back to South Carolina. Yeah. And I drove Monty over full of some things and parked it in front of the apartment building. Yeah, no, it was no, an old no. house. Yeah. And we rented out the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. And I parked Monty and then picked up the U-Haul and went back to Birmingham with my friend Angela to get the couch and the love seat and the bedroom furniture. We spent the night there and then we drove back to South Carolina somewhere around Conyers mm-hmm. on I-20. Conyers, of course. <sighs> Angela's mom calls. Angela starts laughing hysterically. Dude, what's so funny? Tell me what's so funny. 
Well, there's been a thunderstorm in Aiken, and one tree fell. Through tears of laughter, she tells me this. The tree fell on your car, Emily. Oh. It's on the front page of the Aiken Standard. All they can see is your license plate that says, You don't know me, but I'm famous. Oh, no! <laughs> Heartbroken! I can't even think about it anymore. Thank you for sharing that with me. I know it was, that was very a, painful. A very painful, very personal moment in your life. And uh, Monty. Thank you for sharing that. Wow, ladies and gentlemen, I don't. We need to hit a quick break. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, we'll be right back. Watching the classic albums doc on this last night, Night at the Opera. This is the drummer singing, high searing voice, the backbone of Queen. And I'll admit, when I got that little roadster, I took the top down. I plugged my phone in, put this on, and rode pretty damn fast down the road with this. I'm seriously in love with an American-made German. It's the first, uh, yeah, it's the first plant that did in Spartanburg, South Carolina. That Z3. Oh, okay. had a lot of cars, and I had a 1990 BMW 525i. Yeah. And you talk, like, Dad calls them gremlins. Like, what you're experiencing right now, because Dad's had a bunch of BMWs, and they've all been special. But Dad calls them gremlins. You know, little gremlins in your engine, and that's why those lights yeah. come on and stuff like that. But I was driving down the road, and all my gauges went flat. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God! What is happening? I pull over to the side of the road, and I call my dad, and he was like, Lou, did your car quit? Right. They said, no, Dad, I had no idea how fast I was going. I didn't know how much gas was in the car. I didn't know if a light had come on because nothing on the dash was working. And he was like, did you hit it? <laughs> did you hit it on the side? Did you hit it on the side of the dash? Right. It's just a bad connection. And I said, no, I didn't do that. He's like, crank it up and do that real quick. And I did. And sure enough, those things popped right back up. And he was yeah. like, Lou, if your car doesn't stop, right. then your engine's fine. That's why I'm not worried about mine. It's like it's running just fine. And yeah. I got I got our folks at Don Duncan to look at it. They're I like, love them. You're, you need new struts. It's leaking a little bit of oil. Not bad. Yeah. You're fine. And they'll get the struts replaced eventually. I'm like, do I have to do this now? They're like, no, nah, your tires will wear out faster than usual, but it might be a little jerky here or there. Drives fine to me. Cool. You get real talk with Don, Don Duncan. I well, appreciate that. Yeah, and now you have Betty White. Now I have Betty White and... Um, she names all her cars. Well, you know, why not? <laughs> <laughs> I spend so much, so much time in the car. You know, we go through things together. No Storms, AC units flying off of flatbed trucks going up to Coleman, denting the hood. That was scary. No, you have a story almost about everything. Yeah, it's called being a haze. Yeah, but <laughs> here's the thing. I'm uh, I'm just I'm curious. Mm-hmm. Like a cat. <laughs> um you you were kinda cagey. Like I met boyfriend a few like a month or so ago. Beginning of February. Yeah. Yeah. So, a few months. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were at the bar. You you kind of usually have a story about everybody. Like, when you met 84, 
just like brush this guy off. He's a cool dude. I didn't brush this guy off. I remember the only thing he said to me that day, that night. Yeah. At Seth's like big birthday party. Yeah. Mr. Spotluck. Mm-hmm. Um, I was coming back from my sister's birthday mm-hmm. in Coleman. And um had gotten a text from you that said, Hey, we're <laughs> still here. Yeah. Because Seth had messaged me earlier in the day and said, hey, don't forget, you're totally invited to come hang out. It was Super Bowl Sunday. It yeah. was Super Bowl Sunday. And it was like a joint birthday party thing. Mm-hmm. So it was on my way home, and I popped in and um, sat with y'all because it was covered up. And I remember you drank a lot of Diet Coke. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I was not drinking at no. the time. And your beard was longer? Much longer. And the only thing you said to me that evening was, my beard's not normally braided. <laughs> That's it. Well, there you go. Yeah. So. Robin got really excited, and it has a thing for beards, apparently. And she just grabbed it and braided it. And... Did you feel a little bit accosted, like your space had been violated? A a little bit, but Robin's great. Right. Yeah. So, I'm sorry, why didn't you talk to me? Oh. Everybody wanted to make make it out like I don't have a story about everybody, but, I mean, he didn't speak to me beyond my beard's not normally braided. I don't don't know if you can tell, but I'm kind of a a soft-spoken and in... In a pub setting like that, it's Super Bowl night. You know, it was a loud place, and I just... I, I had no You were intimidating, talking. for one. I'm like, not intimidating. Yeah. I don't blame you, boyfriend. Everything you're saying is, is hitting all my gauges. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, it, I have the same thing, like, when I'm in a bar like that. I kind of sit there, and we talked. Yeah. Like, and we had normal You talked to Joey? And then, like... Uh, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> like... Emily is a little intimidating. I'm not what intimidating. Just, just a little. What? When I first met you, I was a little intimidated by you, not gonna lie. Why? Now I love you. <laughs> well, that's, see, that's, that's the thing. But people say is... the same thing about me, so, you know. Wait, people say you're intimidating? Yeah. Well, other things. <laughs> <laughs> they say I'm a witch. Oh, no. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. And I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry. No, me, do me. no, but it's true. Know, no one should ever be intimidated by me. I'm quiet, so outspoken people are are very outspoken, intimidating. Yes, outspoken. Would you rather me say loud? I think he just did. Well, given the way this conversation <laughs> is going, Emily, uh-huh. are you self aware? Am I self-aware? Is that like a millennial thing? I have to be self-aware that I'm loud no, and outspoken. Are you adulting properly? By that, do you, do you know how you are perceived by others? Apparently, just like when I was in high school, I'm still intimidating. <laughs> it's pretty- 33 years old, still intimidating people. Not meaning to, by any means. Well, I mean, for me, I think it was like the first time we talked, I was kind of like... Oh, okay, okay. But I was also like the kind of shy intern. I'm like, just, I'm a lot. I will say that. I am a lot to deal with. I'm fine. That's intimate. why I'm people intimate. love you. But talking to, like, you know, we've talked on and off air throughout yeah. my whole entire time being here. And I'm like, she's she's pretty cool. I'm an okay person. <laughs> yes, I think so. You don't have to defend yourself. I mean, I just, you know, you came to my birthday party. I did. Yeah. I dressed up for your birthday party. You did. Too. Yeah. What'd you wear? It was Dallas. What'd you wear, boyfriend? Boots and blue jeans and a plaid long sleeve shirt and a nice little hat. Yeah. Yeah. Did you talk to me then? Nope. (laughs) 
Well, she's intimidating. She, she was. Yeah. And that you was came like, to my birthday. It was her day. So, like, everybody was crowded around her and, and you know, vying for her attention. So, I was just like, I, you know, I'll just sit here and, right. you know. I'm here. I enjoyed a meal and got to watch everybody sing happy birthday. And then I had to take a buddy home. So, I said goodbye. I did say goodbye. You did. You brought me my champagne because it was Lent and I wasn't drinking liquor. Yeah. I guess the lesson here, folks, is like when you meet Emily Hayes, don't be intimidated. She's a wonder. She's an all right person. I'm an okay person. Okay. Person. I'm an okay person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to run for mayor, and that's going to be my slogan. Like Jack Campbell as well. Damn. <laughs> Vote Emily Hayes. She's an okay person. Uh, well. Bless it. Well, we have phone calls here. Okay, roll time. Right, we'll see who this is. News talk, who's this? You're on the air. Lee Hayes for mayor. We can make shirts. <laughs> oh, God, what's up? Yeah, I'm going to text my sister right now and tell her I need that worked up. And, and if you don't want to vote for Emily, well, just big old poopy chickens on you. <laughs> and Crawdad, hold on one second. I know the audience can't see this. Baton, is Alex still away? Hold on. Bless her. Hold on. Oh, you're going to throw a pin at her. Oh, yeah. She's, she's alive. She's alive. She's awake. Anyway, go ahead, Crawdad. I was listening to you guys talking about cars, and Joey, I know you like to ride around with the top down, and uh, you were talking about music, so I thought I could tell you, you probably already know this, but mm-hmm. moving pictures, Rush. Oh, hell, uh, yeah. Okay, Red Bar Chatter. Yes. Where the old car has been sitting out in the barn, and it, it's a great story. Yeah. So uh, I just thought, you know, you talk about riding, riding music, you know, that's that's a good one. I love that. I'm telling you, the best open road record is Boston. Mm. I mean, you put your top down and you punch it, you're good. That is a good one. You got to be careful too with things like like the solo and Freebird. If you're driving on the interstate, you will be going like as that solo builds, you'll be going like ninety something. I always think about Jenny's platform can just about to a, go over the edge. Can I tell y'all a quick crawdad lame ass story? Sure. Okay. I was headed down to Central Florida. Uh-huh. I was about 20 miles north of Tallahassee on 10, mm-hmm. and the transmission went out. No! Mm. Well, there I am. I'm in first gear, lurching along. I got the emergency blinkers. I'm on the far right. The trucks are flying by, and I was getting kind of a little rattled and angry. Well, yeah. And I thought, okay, I'm going to calm down. So I just pulled to a stop there for a minute. I was trying to get my head squared away. I'll just turn on the radio for a minute. I turn on the radio, and at that very moment, Jim Morrison says, keep your eyes on the road and your hands upon the wheel. <laughs> oh, wow. And, I, I, yeah, it gave me the chills. Serendipitous, indeed. It's my lame-ass story. That's a good... I didn't see any big, giant dog frogs on that trip, so I guess that was good. <laughs> You're good. <sighs> anyway, that was my two cents, and I uh, always enjoy listening to you guys. Anything y'all talk about, it's always entertaining listening to y'all entertain yourselves. Thank you. <laughs> see y'all later. Later. Bye. God, and see, we're sitting here talking about, I think, you know, fairly normal stuff. And I look Don't look at it. Don't look at it. U.S. in Russia-China space war race. Okay, yay. Space war on the horizon if U.S. is not ready. Can't have anything nice. Bless it. Let's go back to the phone. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah okay. No, yeah. News talk. Oh, this is Debbie. Hey, Debbie, what's up? Hey, um, you're talking about cars. You got my memories going here. Mm-hmm. In high school, one of the most cool cars out there in the parking lot was a man named Daryl and his old hearse that he had converted into a party van. There you go, babies. 
were these voluntary parties? Yes. <laughs> they were with live people and everything. Bless it. <laughs> Honest to goodness, he made something that could have been really weird into something really cool, and everybody loved it because <laughs> of it. But uh, my first car was a VW Bug. I was supposed oh. to get a Corvette. Mm. Yes. and Well, actually, Stingray back then. And my dad wouldn't let me have it. He said it was far too much of a car for the first time. I agree with you. Probably very wise. Yeah, very wise. So I ended up with this little VW Hydro, Hydromatic. It was the most fun car. I mean, I got stuck a couple of times. Two guys, one on the front, one on the back, could pick that sucker up and carry it across the hole and no problem at all. I could go through puddles that were above the door. Just not a problem at all. Just put her right on through. But the first time I went to a gas station, I was going to be a good girl. I'm going to check all the fluids. I'm going to check my oil level. I'm going to check my water. I'm going to fill up with gas. Mm -hmm. And I asked the attendant, I said, "Um, where's the radiator? I'm going to check my water. (laughs) And they started laughing at me. Needless to say, I learned a lesson. Don't ever ask the man where the water is on a VW bug. Well, I, I made a lot of fun. But anyway, it, it was fun memories. Thank you. Oh, yeah. oh, thank you. You're welcome. Have a good night, Dad. You have a, you have a good day. Bye. Bye. Well, let's go back to the phones. Who's this? You're on there. Hey, his name's Josh. Hey, Josh. What's up, man? Uh, not a whole lot. Y'all were talking about vehicles and all this, that, and another. And I just wanted to share a great story with y'all. Go okay. Ahead. Uh, it wasn't my first vehicle, but... It was a 87 Nissan Maxima with a 3.0 and a 5-speed, and I paid $80 for it. Wow. Needless to say, it looked like hammer turd, but <laughs> it would scoot, okay? And I was going down to Pineapple, Alabama. Pineapple! And I was going to go build a log cabin. Oh. And I'm on 65. And there's a brand new Mercedes at this time that wants to toy with me. And when I would slow down, waiting for him to pass, and I'm in the right lane. And I decided that I was going, you know, give the guy, you know, go on about your business. You're in the fancy Mercedes. And he wouldn't go. So I went from fifth to third. And I left him. And he looked like an ant. And this $80 car had bad transactions, and it would shake. And it shook so bad, I was going so fast that it blew the tire out. I just happened to be at the rest area. And I happened to be at the rest area, and I happened to have my air compressor, and I happened to have a manual tire changer in the back of the vehicle just for this principle. And I'm right there uh, at that rest stop. I guess that screen will right there. and uh, Or pine level, whichever one it is down south right there before you get pineapple. Yep, my marker 34. Indeed, boyfriend, indeed. I'll take take the spare tire, and I'll take it up there, and I'll break it down and then put a tire back on the rim and then walk it back to the vehicle and put it back on and pass that joker again before I hit my ex. Gracious. (laughs) Now, that's that's my story with my $80 car, and then I sold it four years later for 400 (laughs) That's awesome. It's a heck of a return on investment. And you were going to Pineapple, Alabama to build a log cabin? 
Yes, uh, it's actual, it was a prefabricated deal that they ordered, and they were like half logs that are already molded and jointed, oh, like wow. a Lincoln Log cabin. It was like adult and, uh, Lincoln Logs. That's awesome, actually. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you, you, you just build your, build your platform and your flooring, and then you, you know, you put your, basically like a, a steeler bead at the bottom, and you slam the log down, and they're all numbered and labeled. And you just go from there and you lag bolt it down with some big old, you know, two and a half foot lag bolts and washers. And oh, yeah. Bing, bang, boom. Well, Josh, you just giving right. me a dream. <laughs> <laughs> it only cost him $30,000 for the kit. Actually, that's not bad. That's not bad at all. Well, I, pre- I got uh, got to keep moving along, man, but I appreciate Thanks. the story. I know you do. Y'all, y'all have a nice evening, and I always enjoy listening to y'all, and y'all have a nice one. Thank and you. you too. Yeah, I'm honestly at this point of the day very tired. No, I know you've had a you, you've had a lot to do. Yes, you've had a lot to do this week because you filled in for Baron that one day. Yes, I did news and views today, but I got a break between <clears throat> this and that. Yeah, no, news. Baron's fun. Yeah, did y'all quash that uh, beef? Uh, no, no, no. He's sassy. You see that haircut he gave himself. <laughs> He gave himself a haircut. How can you give yourself a haircut? Well, when you're award-winning talk show host Baron Coleman, you can do anything, oh, and it's perfect. Creating heat. I have to go see this When the man's not even here to defend himself. Oh, please. He gets three hours to himself every weekday. Oh, calling you out, brother. <laughs> calling you out, Baron I mean, have you Coleman. seen it? Like, bless it. Anyway, no, I wish no ill will towards LeBaron. No, me either. Me either. <sighs> I tell you, you what it's what it's like in radio Peyton. You sure you want to be in this business? Yes. We're all very emotional people. Intimidating even. Yeah. I'm very emotional, intimidating, yeah. and heartless. Very in touch with See, but I'm very self involved. I will say of Emily, she's very other oriented. You other- talk about yourself a lot, but you're very other oriented. What do you mean by other oriented? I think you do a lot for others. You do parties. You do things for people. Like you, you're there for people. Ever since you've shown up at Blue Water, you're there to like you like being involved Lend in helping hand. people out. And it doesn't have. It's not like oh, you're a good deed for the day. It's like <clears throat> your birthday's today. Let's put up some red balls. You gotta celebrate people. This is what I mean. You have to. I mean, you don't have to. I'm but not life like is that. way more it's boring. Better if you to don't. celebrate someone. You than celebrate just people. I mean. My God. When you first met me, wasn't I a bit of a human Eeyore? Yeah. 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 I mean, God love you, Joey. You've come a long way in the time that I've known you. Exactly. I'm growing. You are. I'm very proud. I intend to grow more. (laughs) But yeah, no, you, um, because at first I thought you didn't like me because you were very quiet. Well, that's just me. And that never stops me from being annoying and making someone my friend if I want them to be my friend. I'm just quiet. And I no, I don't warm to people. Very I remember, quickly. I remember when I found something in common to talk to you about because you had gone to school with a coworker of mine at the time, mm-hmm. and I mentioned that to you, and that's how I broke the ice with Joey. Nice, nice. So you know, friendship. Was I kind of a sourpuss when you me and you hit it off right away? Yeah. Well, yeah. you're kind of the same way, aren't you? Yeah. We we. Like, but then I we also at, found out like we went we have the same we went oh, to the same high school. Right. True. You know. But I feel like I looked out the window and went, oh, looks like rain. And you said, well, it does. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Have you ever seen the IT crowd? No, I've been told. Oh, my. Why it. haven't y'all seen this? Because started... I'm watching wrestling. 
I started to watch that with a friend of mine yeah? last night. Um, no, boyfriend, have you ever seen the IT crowd? Not until recently. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Oh, man. Uh. Anywho, you should, you should watch it. Um, I would start with the first season, because if you've ever seen The Mighty Boosh, then you know who oh, Noel Fielding is. I love the Boosh. Okay, the Boosh. So, yeah. The Boosh play. The Boosh, yes. So, Noel is... Uh, He's the one that does Crack Fox and Old Greg mm-hmm. and all that. And he is on the IT crowd. Would you do one thing for me? As Richmond. Before you go. No, this is even better than Old Greg. Would you kill me? Oh, this is better than Crack Fox, too. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's it not was better. an evil Nazi. Nazi. It was <laughs> an evil Nazi, Nazi man. It was a Nazi man. Um, but no, he plays Richmond, who is the the IT goth they keep locked in the boiler room or something. He never comes out. And when you two were all, looks like me. Yeah. That's like, there's a whole episode where he's like, uh, you know, I had a premonition, bad things will happen to you tonight at the theater. (laughs) I was already a bit of a moody, disappointed uh, idealist, a cynic. I had all these ideas about life, and it's like, ah, it kind of sucked for Nothing's ever how you think it's supposed to be. But then I went through some pretty tragic crap, and so you met me right after all that. So I was like, rah. Could tell that you were, you know, you had a little dark cloud over you. You needed some sunshine, not to sound like a granola-eating hippie, but I'm just saying. (laughs) But I I feel good now. I don't feel like a, a misanthrope. Well, I don't hate people anymore. That's a good thing, Joey. <laughs> I mean, I think they do smell sometimes, but so do I. Right. I mean, we're all smelly together, aren't we? Yeah. Smelly people. Right, right. I've heard phone calls, actually. I don't know why they keep calling, but... Uh, we they must really like you. Hello. Who's this? Hello. This is Anthony. Hey, Anthony. What's up, man? We're on there. I got a question for Miss Emily. Uh-oh. That's me. <laughs> um... This is the first time I've actually got to hear you live on the radio. I guess you're probably on there a little bit early for me, but, um, you know, Greg plays a little montage for you, I guess, uh, some of the things you say. Uh-huh. And I'm trying to put into context the one phrase on there when you go, I think it's wah, 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 roll tide. Mm-hmm. What was that from? Do you remember? Well, I used Roll Tide the way the Lord intended, which is as a greeting, as a farewell, as um, an expression of sorrow or sadness, as an expression of happiness and gladness, as a congratulatory thing. You know, kind of like Aloha. So Roll Tide fits every situation. The blah, 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 blah. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, I was more than likely telling a story about something, and there was, like, a lot of filler space, and to keep it moving, instead of saying, you know, yada, 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 or something like that, I said, blah, 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 roll tide. I've been wondering what that was. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Well, I'm roll tide, too, so roll tide. Awesome. Roll tide. All right, bye. Bye. And let's see who this is. News talk, you're on there. This is All-American Mike. Hey, All-American Mike. How you doing, man? Good, good. I, I was curious. Uh, I hear a couple of y'all talking about y'all's educational backgrounds from Catholic. Yeah. 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 How, how many of y'all had to write paragraphs oh, before class? Goodness. As uh, Before class? Yeah. Did y'all, any of y'all have Miss O? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I have Miss Ortega, but I was good at writing, so. She didn't like me. Uh, Okay, Miss Ortega was my mother-in-law, so I was okay. curious. I, I, I hear y'all bounce around the conversations about Catholic, and 
in the English program and whatnot. So. Yeah, I was. Uh, that was that's my strong suit. So I loved Miss O and Mr. Conway. Okay, and, and one last thing, uh, y'all were talking about wrestling earlier, and I know I, get, I hate to beat off the beaten path, but uh, yeah, go ahead. Do, yeah, brother. Any, any of any of y'all remember uh, Lord Humongous? <laughs> no, that sounds yeah. like an awesome <laughs> name, though. Uh, Lord Humongous wrestled locally under the uh, Continental Championship Wrestling Association, and later went on to become Sid Vicious. Oh, I know Sid Vicious. All Wait right. a minute. Okay, I I'm thinking of a different Sid Vicious. <laughs> yeah, but if, but if you if you look up Lord Humongous and Google it, you'll actually see pictures of him. He was massive then, and then went on to uh, become Sid Vicious. Oh, so we're not cool. talking anyway. about Sid and Nancy. No, no, no. no. Okay. But Sorry. anyway, enjoy enjoy the uh, wrestling pay per view and uh, go Ronda Rousey. Woo. See, I'm pulling for Oscar uh, over Charlotte Flair. I think Roman Reigns is gonna beat Brock Lesnar, but bleh. Uh, I'm so pumped for Daniel Bryan being back. I know. Daniel I'm, I'm really excited for you. Yes, I'm yes! really excited for you. Now, this yes! is something. I don't know anything about what he's talking about other than what he's told me. However, to see the excitement in Joey's face, I know it's radio and you can't see it, but you hear how excited he is. Yes! Think about the guy I met like 18 months ago when I started working at Blue Water. Mm -hmm. That was, hey. (laughs) I was also, I've been going through uh, therapy, so to speak. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's fine. Therapy. Yeah. Therapy's good. Sometimes I come on the show and it feels like therapy, mm-hmm. like finding out that I'm intimidating. Well, not actually. I'm not actually going to a, like a shrink. Okay. It's not like a psychologist, psychiatrist. You reading um, some self help books? No, here I can. There's a way I can. Please don't be like my sister who has DVR'd every episode of Doctor Phil ever, and every time I go to visit her, and after my nephew goes to sleep, what do you want to do, Emmy? Not watch one of your 1,700 episodes of Dr. Phil. She's like, no, this is a good one, Out of Control Children. Actually, no, I've been more going um, this type of therapy. Joey! And with that, we have to say goodnight. I'm done. I'm ready for WrestleMania. Thank you so much, Emily, for joining me tonight. Oh, no worries. And, boyfriend, it's great seeing you again. Oh, yeah. I'd love to make this a regular thing. Man. Yeah, let's do it. Awesome, man. And Peyton. Jilly. You've been here the whole four hours. I have. The past it on you. Three days in a row. Except for last night. Thank you for your help. Yes. Thank you. And Alex, it was great meeting. Well, I've met you before, but thank you. Meeting on the radio. I say that when I... It's a different thing when I'm on air, right? Yeah, it's a little different. I'll be back on Monday, folks. Thanks for listening.
Wake up, wake up, wake up, cause you 